Luke Ball joins us from Essendon now to chat about the 2019 leadership group that was announced yesterday. Luke is the Essendon Manager of People and Performance. Luke, good morning and welcome to RSN 927. Yeah, morning. Andrew, morning, boss. How are we? Very well. Have you had much of a break over summer, Luke? Do you get to chill out for a bit at least? Yeah, definitely. They do. The the players these days, um, through their collective collective bargaining agreement, get three weeks off over Christmas, which they certainly earn. Um, you know, with the amount of training that they they do, probably starting from uh, early November formally, but then certainly, uh, you know, they, they work pretty hard over the off season as well. So, given uh, you know when you when you pretty well hit the ground running in January. Um, it's not too long before the games start, and we know how long and, and, and brutal a season it can be. They uh, they get a good break over, over Christmas, uh, and largely to catch up with family. A lot of the guys we know um, move from interstate and, and from uh, from the country, so um, a great opportunity for, for players and, and footy department staff to to get away, recharge, and catch up with the family before, um, before a, a long... Um, the season start. Now, when you started, how long did you get off over the Christmas break? And did you do anything crazy like uh, the Brayshaws, who I think run about 100 hundreds on Christmas yeah. Day or anything like that? Yeah, the players uh, more and more these days are, are, um, are so self-driven, I think. You know, I, I'm trying to remember back, you know, a long way back to when I, <laughs> when I played. And, and you always, you know, always get a, a, a program tailored towards your needs as, a, as an athlete, but um, yeah, players these days, you know, with, with such a competitive industry, uh, um, really don't have too many days off, which is, uh, again, a testament to how um, tough a competition it is. But, um, yeah, I think we're certainly encouraging. I know all clubs would as well, players, to, to balance that out with with some time to, to take their mind off footy and, and relax. And then, as I said, make sure you, you have some really real quality time with, with your families because, um, you know, when the, when the games start, you get into the... The week-to-week grind of the season. Um, sometimes those are the things that that uh, they have to give way. So yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important time of year for for, for players as, as athletes, but I think more so as as people and, and family members as well. So Essendon announcing yesterday a five-man leadership group with Dyson Heppel uh, set to lead the club for a third consecutive year. You've been a part of lots of leadership groups over your time and uh, there were plenty of changes uh, at St Kilda too. What have you found is the best way to um, choose a leader and leaders at, at the footy club? It's a good question. It's, uh, I, I'm not sure there is there's one best way. I think every club would probably probably go about it in in their own way, and that's certainly the case at Essendon. As you said, I've been here 12 months now and, and um, really impressed uh, by the way the Bombers go about it. They, um, they sort of they go about a, a pretty rigorous, um, extensive sort of feedback system for all players. So it's not just a matter of um, writing you know, four or five names down on a piece of paper. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a process that's designed to give feedback to the whole list, um, you know, from... From uh, the oldest, most experienced player down to the to the to the new guys that have only been there for a week or so. Um, so every player um, gives uh, goes through a system where they give feedback to to the players on on probably the five or six um, yeah, values or, or uh, principles that that the Essendon Footy Club see as, as really valuable in a leader. And, and that way, um, you know, as I said, every player is is getting a, an idea of where they where where they're seen throughout the group. And then from that. Process, um, you know, through the uh, the, the GM uh, Dan Richardson and, and and John himself and and the captain, they they go through that and that forms certainly part of the um, part of the discussion around who's going to formally lead the club this year and and 
as you mentioned, yeah, a, a five-man um, formal group this year, led by Dyson, who's um, really established himself as, a, as an outstanding leader in the competition and, and unanimous, unanimously supported by the playing group and footy department. So um, he'll lead the club for, for a third straight year and then um, be ably supported by um, four uh, leaders formally, but as I said, the, the purpose of the, of the, the system is, is so that uh, you're trying to spread the load far and wide. And, and it's a relatively young group with, with Zach and, and Joey Danaher and, and Horatio Fantasia and, and Dave Myers is a little bit more experienced, but then clearly um, you know, there's some really strong leaders outside the group as well who have a, have a really good, a really um, strong influence and impact on, on that group and keeping them accountable to the to the team uh, trademark that, they, that they've set, and, you know, guys like Michael Hurley and Dave Zaharakis, Kyle Hooker, who have been around the club for, for a really long period of time, they're going to play critical roles. So the idea being that whilst there's a, um, you know, a five-man formal group, that the load is really spread far and wide across the whole list. Good morning to you, Luke. Great to be catching up with you again. Um, any reason for the change to, to trim it down, or you're saying that really it, the the leadership group they're the ones who will get together, but then it is a responsibility of everyone to have leadership throughout the whole club. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think there, there, there's a slight um, shift, I guess, that, that the players themselves, led by Dyson, adopted over the over the the, um, the off season period around, uh, I guess, the, the team pillars or trademark that the, the players want to really um, hold themselves account to. So there was a slight shift in that, and that probably led to the to um, to a to a slight streamlining of, of the formal numbers within the group, as I said. But then, um, like you mentioned, the the, um, the the fall or the flow-on effect from that is that that the the senior guys in particular, but all um, all. Uh, leaders across the club. Uh, I mean, Andrew McGrath is, is an example of a young guy who's been there three years that that uh, that is, is given some really strong feedback and valued really strongly throughout the group. So you know, you, you're silly not to not to include him as an example in, in decisions um, across the course of the year. So that, that's the idea that that, um, that it is spread far and wide uh, amongst the group, um, albeit that you, you've got the the, the the five formal leaders who. Who are really in charge of, of driving the, as I said, the, the slightly um, changed uh, player pillars and trademark that they've set across the off season. And just a couple of questions about the the preseason so far. First of all, how does it look for the Bombers? Have you changed anything uh, going into twenty nineteen? Uh, yeah, it's 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 been uh, a really strong preseason. I, I think to this point, you know, you. Um, Again, the way the competition is these days, it's it's a it's a real balance between getting a, you know a really um, good good bit of work in the players. You know they really are training hard this time of year and um, managing also managing certain players through through injuries that they might have carried in from last year and and one or two that they might uh, might get along the way, which is just part of it. You know you read about about that with every club throughout this time of the year, but. Um, yeah, they're balancing out between really trying to get the guys, um, you know, super fit to be able to handle the rigors of the season, whilst whilst managing them, managing them, managing them through. Um, in terms of you know, personnel, yeah, clearly um, there's always player turnover. You know, uh, the big um, news from a playing point of view was bringing Dylan Shield in from GWS in the off season, alongside some um, three or four new draftees who have all. Um, been really impressive to, to this point, and Dylan himself is, is such an impressive um, 
going to say young. He's certainly, you know, in terms of our group, pretty experienced now. So he brings some some fantastic experience and stands across from from his time at GWS. Um, from a coaching point of view, Ben Rutten's new to the group. He's come from, come across from Richmond, and uh, he's uh, joined the group really well and, and, and added some you know some new and fresh insights, which which you know, the coaching group have really enjoyed. So uh, all in all, it's, it's to this point, um, you know, late January. It's going pretty well. Um, the players certainly know that. But there's uh, there's plenty of work to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the the mood around the group and the vibe around the group and, and the level of care um, shown and, and the connections being built, I guess, amongst the players, which we know is really important in, in any successful team, is is um, is one thing that's that's um, really really. I'm standing out for me at this point of the preseason, which is great. I wouldn't be sitting next to uh, Dylan Schiller at the gym too. He's unbelievable yeah. in terms of his uh, his strength yeah, he and is. conditioning. No, he is. He is. <laughs> he's, a, he's a terrific, uh, a terrific athlete and a wonderful, you know, professional. Uh, and another another example of, or another fine example to set for our for younger players. So um, he's uh, he's been a great addition to the group alongside you know three or four overs over over the past two years. And Luke, just quickly before we let you go, a couple of um, injury up- updates for the Essendon supporters out there. Michael Hurley, uh, we saw on the news a couple of nights ago, sending a bit of a, a scare through the camp. Uh, what's the latest on his injury? Yeah, no, he was, uh, I think he just his was uh, just a really minor rolled ankle, I think, uh, and it's a, um, more of a precautionary thing for him. He, he's uh, he's had a, an outstanding preseason. I think it's probably coming towards his tenth. So. Um, but if you talk to him, he's he's feeling as good as ever. He was certainly a bit, a bit interrupted last year, but um, in terms of his his running numbers and, and and gym numbers, he's having as good a preseason as he had. So a little a minor setback for him. Um, I don't think that'll it'll keep him out for for too many sessions at all. In fact, I think he might even be back out there training tomorrow. Um, Zach Merritt was one who probably sent a bit of a scare for us and supported yeah. last week. Uh, went over on his ankle in a in a tackling drill and. Um, at the time, you know, could have been a lot worse than it was. But we think we've, you know, escaped with, um, you know, whilst you never want to miss any weeks of pre-season. Hopefully, within two or three weeks, he'll be back out there and, and almost joining the main group. And to this point, anyway, certainly no doubt of, of missing um, or of not being ready for for round one come end of March. Um, and Joey Dennett is probably the other one who's yep. over the last yeah, couple of weeks shown really strong progress. He was. Had the boots on yesterday, the socks up and the boots on yesterday, and he was out there, not quite joining in with the main group, but showing really good progress um, in terms of um, his footy, his footy training, footy progression. He's been able to get a fair bit of running in, just so he can keep ticking over and, and keep himself reasonably fit while he was um, dealing with his his uh, his injury. But uh, yeah, he's he's won over the last two or three weeks and shown really strong progress. So um, I think the the club's been pretty strong about. Not rushing him, uh, given the, the nature of the injury, and, and you know he'll be ready when he's ready. But um, he's certainly a very proud, a proud person as well. And, and last year was the, really the first footy he's missed in his career so far. So he, he'll be pretty keen to, to not not miss too much too much more. But he's showing really strong progress as well. So is, is he aiming for round one then, Luke? Oh, I think if you asked him, um, Bryce, yeah, he'd say yes. But again, I think the club's been John, you know, led by John. He's been pretty strong in that. Um, being such an important long-term asset to the club, um, he, he'll he'll only be um, put back out there to, to play when he's absolutely ready to go. So, still a fair way to go. Obviously, a couple of months to go, yeah. um, and a lot can change in that time. But yeah, as I said, showing really good progress. 
Luke, thanks so much for your time this morning. Great to get an insight onto into uh, rather the Essendon Leadership Program and looking forward to seeing Dyson Heppel uh, lead the boys out in a couple of months' time when round one rolls around. Thanks again for your time. Yeah, good to chat.